Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hello, podcast listeners. Happy Friday. Christine here. Ugh, it's getting hot here in Texas. Already, there was a day where it was like 87 degrees with humidity. I was not into it because spring here is like two days. It's like two gorgeous, amazing days. It's usually right when South By happens. Um, So everybody who's coming here for South By thinks that Austin's weather is perfect all the time. Uh, It's those two beautiful days and then it just gets like hot and sweaty and it's it's happening already and I don't like it. So I'm hunkering down in my studio. I got the AC on and I'm ready to talk to y'all. Hope you're doing well. February was a busy month. We went to, um, at, I taught a workshop at Futurefront, Texas, which I uh, talked about a little bit here, making money, making art. It was great. It's a tricky, tricky topic. And we did a lot of very cool things in the workshop. We talked about your money blocks and your art blocks. We talked about your making money, making art Venn diagram. We talked about what's in the market, what's not in the market for your work. And then uh, for our school members, our workshop members, we did that on our school-wide coaching call this month. So it was super cool. Um, And if you want to get in on these conversations, you know what you got to do. You got to come down to the school come to our school aid coaching calls and you can get that recording. It was really helpful. I find especially the Venn diagram exercise really, really helpful. So I want to share it with all of y'all. Um, this month, we have some fun things coming up. One of them is on March 23rd, we have a free workshop. So if you want to hop on a call and talk to me and hear more about this creative process and some tools, you know, working through the blocks that you're experiencing right now, come to this workshop on the 23rd. It's going to be great. You can get that link on our website or on our Instagram. And what else? That's it. I'm working on some new drawings. Things are moving along. Our coaching groups are doing awesome. And actually, the topic that I wanted to touch upon today uh, came from some of the conversations that I was having with my cohorts this month as we move to generate. So the generate stage of the creative process. So today we're going to talk about the creative archetype of the striver and who they are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, why they get stuck and some techniques for working through that stuckness. So if you haven't um, checked out our creative archetypes episode, that would be a really good place to start. Five creative archetypes and their struggles. And those five creative archetypes that I talk about in the episode are the dreamer, the seeker, the striver, the analyst, and the good student. And the way that I conceptualize stuckness and describe these different archetypes and their strengths 
and their hurdles have to do with the five stages of the creative process, right? So think about it like stuckness is, we've talked about it here before, everybody gravitates towards one stage of the creative process. And you might be somebody who really loves that play stage. You love to test and experiment, explore new ideas. You might really love that reflection stage, right? To overthink things and analyze and ask questions and interrogate. You might really love that seeking stage of fueling and getting inspiration. Everybody tends to be drawn to one particular stage and value one particular stage. And when they get stuck, it's because they overinvest in that stage, right? So take a moment and think like, what stage do I have a tendency to spend a lot of time in? Am I somebody who's, who, you know, is at the beginning and spends a lot of time getting ready and prioritizing and doing all the things I have to do first before I make my work? I get stuck at clear. That might be a good student. Or am I somebody who likes to do a lot of playing and testing? That might be a dreamer. Or today, somebody who loves to generate, who values productivity, who values the generative stage. Those are my strivers. And I'm going to talk about this. And this one's a close to my heart because this is the stage that I have a tendency to get stuck at. So we're going to do a, a deeper dive on this one because I know it oh so well. It is, it's painful, right? There are, there, just to be clear too, there is no right archetype. These are all, every archetype has things that are awesome about them and things that are struggles. There's no one archetype that we're trying to be. And unfortunately in America, right, we, we tend to elevate uh, strivers because we're like, well, they are so productive and so prolific and they go, go, go. And that's a great thing. And what I'm trying to say here is that it, it's not always a great thing. It has definite downsides, definite, definite bad things about it, that because those strivers, what they're really struggling with at the heart of their creative work is scarcity, is an experience of scarcity, where they feel like there will never be enough uh, productivity, they'll never create enough work, they'll never have enough opportunities, they'll never have enough fill in the blank to feel satisfied, to give themselves permission to rest or to give themselves permission to fuel, right? To move to reflect or to move to fuel. So that is the challenge for our striver. And in fact, the issue of scarcity can be applied at any stage, right? For any, any stuckness. So, well, let's use it for the example of the dreamer the person that gets stuck at the play stage. They will never have enough new ideas, never have enough feel, never, uh, there's the right idea will never arrive for them to begin. Or the analyst, the person who likes to spend a lot of time at reflection, they will never think through the problem enough. They will never feel confident enough in the answer, right? They keep interrogating, keep thinking, keep reflecting. You know, they'll never feel confident enough to just pause or or move forward with a project, right? They get stuck in that reflection and they keep going there. So you can relate it back to an issue of scarcity. And in the case of the striver, right, there is never enough uh, for them to produce, right? They can never produce enough, do enough, make enough, go enough, give enough, right? It's that whole, that stage is really about output, output, production, uh, you know, moving your ideas forward, releasing them. It's really an, an action, very action-centered stage. Let's talk a little bit first about like some of the strengths of the striver. Like we said, right? It, the, 
there's some really great things about being somebody who enjoys the generate stage. Generally, people who have an easy time with generating is they can actualize their ideas. They have an idea, they can create constraints, they can get out of their own way, they can execute, and they can let the work go. They can make things. They can try new things. There is like a lot of bravery behind that. They can act and take action easily. That is people who generate. They're usually like in the, if you guys know the Myers-Briggs, uh, they might be like the J on the the judging perceiving side, right? They're, they're, they like to make decisions and execute. Those are, tend to be our generators. So that's a really amazing thing. And those are great, great uh qualities and proclivities for for people who enjoy that stage. But generally, when we're struggling with something, in this case, the striver, the person who loves that generate stage, might be struggling with burnout because that can happen if you're in the give, 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 make, make, make stage all the time, you will burn out. You will run out of ideals. You will run out of energy. And you need to be able to move to that next stage of reflection, that resting stage, that pausing stage. Or you need to be able to move to fuel where you can fill up that tank because you have emptied it out. But generally, our tendency as creatives is like whatever the stage that we spend the most time in, we use that as a strategy to get us out of stuckness. So if you think about the people who get stuck at Generate, their strategy for getting out of that stage, they think, is to do more, to work harder, to keep going, right? To think harder, to plan more, to make more, to give more, all of that out, out, out energy. So the irony is that you actually need a totally different strategy that's going to feel really different than the energy of that stage. And that's the thing that we have to kind of trick ourselves into doing. It's not so straightforward because our tendency is to keep doing more of the same thing because that's what we're comfortable doing. Are you guys with me? Ooh, okay. So if you are a self-described striver, if you feel like this is the stage that you overvalue, you overvalue this stage, which baby, it ain't your fault. This is a crazy country that we live in. We're all about people. I mean, look at Instagram. They want you to be producing stuff all the time. And we need a rest. We need, you know, a moment to refuel. And it's not going to be, uh, we have to teach ourselves how to do that and remind ourselves that we need it. So how do we get ourselves out of that stage, the strivers? How do we feel like we have enough, that we've done enough to give ourselves permission to rest and refuel? And that is the big question. By the way, um, if you're not an identified striver, if you feel like a seeker, you feel like a dreamer, and you are a member of the school, go check out my deep dive on those episodes because those are some interesting ones too. Just an aside. All right, but let's get back to our striver. So how do we get ourselves to rest? How do we get ourselves to refuel? We got to think about what encourages resting and refueling, and what discourages resting and refueling. So what is going to make it easier? Let's just use the example of going to fuel and recharging. What would make it easier for you to fuel? What is going to create incentive? What is going to ease the friction for you to getting to fuel? And then what is going to inhibit your fueling process? What's going to make it harder for you to fuel? 
Yeah. What's going to stop you? And in those cases, we have to create a boundary. So we have to create an incentive and we have to create a boundary. Those are the two things that we kind of need to change a habit. We have to think about what makes it easier to do this new habit and what is going to be something we have to kind of create a little some conditions around ahead of time so that we we can meet ourselves to the challenge. And that's like that boundary. So we stop ourselves from doing the thing we don't want to do. Okay. So first I want to think about um, how you encourage yourself to fuel in this case. That's what we're going to dig into. And one piece of it is thinking about, you know, what's going to motivate you or encourage you to do something. And I think a big way to think about getting yourself to fuel is to think about the things that not just fill you up, because we've talked about that a little bit here, like what's your inspiration versus your obligation. And again, check out that episode if you haven't um, listened to that one. But we're always talking about everybody is very specific in the things that are going to fill them up, make them feel fueled, make them feel potential, make them feel expansive. That's what it feels like to be fueled, is you feel like things are possible. You like your ideas are like kind of like percolating. Things are are like, you know, synapses are connecting in your brain, right? You're getting that feeling of excitement and potential. And lots of different things can make us feel that way. And I think the tendency for artists is to think that fuel can only show up in art. Right. We go on Instagram. We hope to like find a painter or a sculptor or a musician that's going to, you know, really scratch that itch for us and give us that big feeling of potential. But uh, it really might not show up that way. So this is where I have people do a fuel map to look at, like, what inspires you? Uh, how do those things inspire you? Like, where do you seek inspiration? That's something that we do in the coaching program. But for the purposes of today, I want you to think about a time in your creative life where you felt very fueled and i want you to think about what you were doing so you felt full up you felt lots of potential very expansive energy what made you feel that way what were the conditions around that experience because that's going to give you a really amazing clue about what you can do to or have on your radar so that you can incentivize yourself to get fuel. For example, I am not somebody who is easily fueled by just like watching YouTube. Like my husband's always like, just watch YouTube. Just go on, you know, just like do like Google and, you know, find a video that's interesting. That's not really what fills me up. When I think about like inspiration points, like the big things that like really get me excited has to do with travel. It has to do with community. It has to do with like time and space for my work. It's usually a very intensive situation, like a residency or a class or just um, a traveling experience that where I'm connected to a place. All of those things make me feel really, really uh, big, big energy. So I want you to try to tap into that. Okay, consider a time when you felt really fueled. What were you doing? Doing? Where were you? What were the conditions? Okay. So that's kind of like what uh, we think of like incentive. How can you create that kind of incentive in your life to move you out of that generate and move you into fuel? What is the way that you naturally like to fuel? And be honest with yourself about that, because if you're trying to do the things that you think you should be doing, what everyone else is doing to fuel, and then you don't feel inspired and excited, 
you're not being honest about what works for you. And that's what I want you to kind of try to draw out of that past experience is what is the fueling strategy that works best for you and how can you use that to help yourself get out of generate? Okay, consider that piece. Now, here's the second piece. How can we discourage spending time at Generate? So we have to also create those boundaries. How do we create boundaries? And I talk about this also in a members-only podcast about creating healthy boundaries. Check that out. That's a really uh, good one. But I love this definition of boundaries. This is from the Science of People from a Psychology blog that talks about what is a boundary. Healthy boundaries are the limits you place around your time, emotions, body, and mental health to stay resilient, solid, and content with who you are. These empowering borders protect you from being used, drained, or manipulated by others. Okay, so we're talking about this idea of like not getting drained. Yeah, feeling like we have enough, feeling like we have the permission to move to reflect or move to fuel get out of generate. So what are the limits that we place on uh, our time, emotions, body, mental health, all of that to stay resilient, to stay content, to stay connected with who we are? Because also when we over generate, right, we it's very easy to get dislocated and feel burned out and not know where to put your energy because you're trying to put your energy everywhere. And we've talked about that here before. When you try to do that, it's, it's not going to help you grow in the way that you want to grow. Okay. So let's think about boundaries. Where is an area of your life? So say like you, let's go to your particular challenge around uh, striving. Let's say you are a striver at work. Oh boy. You are always emailing till nine o'clock at night uh, you will always do 110%. You have that coworker. You'll pick up the slack for them. Let them have a break. That motherfucker. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. That's right. That's maybe that's a little bit of a work striving thing. Or maybe, you know, it's in your creative output striving where you're just like going, going, going in the studio. Where you always have to produce. You define yourself as an artist because you produce. Right. And like that's kind of something a generator, a striver can do. Or it could be striving in your family life, always giving to your family, always giving to others, all of that. So where do you experience, where does that striving energy show up the most? What is it that you feel like you have to give? What would happen if you stopped giving there? And how could you create a boundary around that? So for example, if it's a work-related thing, can you make it so that you are not going to send emails past 6 p.m.? If it's a family-related thing, can you set aside that really protected time for the studio so you know that you are unavailable? These are the kinds of things that we have to create ahead of time because we are anticipating our behavior. We know that we have a tendency to spend time at Generate, and that's what we're naturally going to want to do. And in order to train ourselves to work in a different way, we have to create these boundaries and these incentives to get it to work. So what is a boundary you want to create to get yourself to that resting and refueling stage? Is it a limitation on how often you're going to work? Is it a day where you're going to allow yourself to rest? All of those things help. And then the other side of it is how do you naturally like to fuel or rest? What is something that's really worked for you in the past 
that you can take cues from and do now because not everybody fuels in the same way. And it's okay. That's okay. That's a great thing to know that there's not something wrong with you. You're just your own special butterfly, right? Yeah, I'm like that with YouTube. My husband's like, why don't you watch cooking shows? Like all these cooking tutorials on YouTube. And I was like, fuck YouTube. I need like a book, right? And then I go and get a book and then, you know, I'm off. I'm, I have ideas. So fuel the way it makes sense for you um, and think about that. Okay, so just a little overview. You get stuck generally when you spend too much time at one stage. You overinvest that stage. You overvalue that stage. If you're not a striver in this this episode, you're like, I'm more of a seeker and you va- value fuel or you value play or you value uh, thinking it through and reflection. Think about why. Where does that come from? Are you overvaluing that stage? And then strivers, right, they overinvest and generate because they experience scarcity there. There's a never enoughness. I'm never going to produce enough, make enough, give enough succeed enough, be validated enough to feel satisfied. Okay. And part of that is a mindset issue, right? Believing that we have enough, that there is enough. And part of that is a training us to work differently issue through boundaries and incentives. So we need to move to reflect or we need to move to fuel. And I want you to think about things that you can do to encourage that behavior, to minimize the friction. How do you naturally like to fuel what feels authentic to you? Big inspiration points. Think, what are big inspiration points? Really fill me up versus just fill me up a little bit. And then what's going to discourage you from doing that? And can you create some boundaries there? Use a timer. Create protected studio time. Say no to things. All of that so that you can change the habit and get yourself out of generate and move to the next stage. Are you with me? Okay. Give that a try. And for my members of the school, check out those other episodes for my seekers and my dreamers and some tools around that. Have a great week, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.